The Chargers take on the Raiders tonight on Thursday Night Football, and Easton Stick is going to be the quarterback. Can Kellen Moore do what he did with Cooper Rush with Easton Stick? We're going to find out tonight. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Crossover Thursday. It is David Drogemeyer, host of Locked On Chargers. Joined with me is your boy Q, the host of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And it is game day. It's time to strap it up, play some football, Chargers and Raiders. It's always going to be interesting, no matter what the, the schedules <laughs> look like, no matter what the records look like, it is going to be some fun football but before we get into it this crossover thursday episode is brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown nfl and use the code all lowercase lockdown nfl for a first deposit match up to $100. We're going to get into the biggest stories for each of these teams, get into the biggest matchups, and then talk about what each one of these teams need to do in order to try and secure a victory here on Thursday Night Football tonight. Q, uh, a lot of stuff going on uh, with yeah. both of these teams, a lot of turnover, a lot of rumors about turnover that could potentially happen at the end of the season. What do you think for you just with both these teams sitting here at five and eight is the biggest story for the Raiders going into this game. You know, it's funny. There's multiple storylines, but I think the biggest storyline going into this Thursday night action week 15 is really how this team responds to losing on Sunday to the Vikings three zero, right? The defense did a hell of a job. The offense was a no show coming off of a bye, And that's a bad sign, first of all, but then it's even worse when you know that, the interim head coach Antonio Pierce is trying to hold on to that job. He really wants like nothing else to be the long-term solution at the head coaching position. But when you come off of a bye week and you don't score any points and you had a whole extra week to prepare for that team coming into your house indoors, right? Perfect conditions. And you're yeah. not able to score any points. That's not a good sign on the resume. So not a good look. Yeah. No, not at all. So the, the big storyline is how does this team respond to you know that adversity that they faced just a couple days ago can they go out there put that one behind them forget about it have the less than 24-hour rule and just go out there and play a good game and show why Antonio Pierce needs to be the coach and then on top of that there's so much new David like that's the thing there's there's the interim head coach there's the interim GM there's the interim offensive coordinator and oh by the way you're being led by a rookie quarterback so there's so many different storylines and each one of those guys I just rolled it out they're all trying to get their jobs. They're all trying to collect their jobs. So this time of the season, when you're not very good, you're five and eight, a lot of fans will say, well, just go ahead and lose the rest of the games and get the best draft pick you can. But does that say that you're going to get a job if you lose out? Like, no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not the way you secure a job by losing. You've got to win games and show that you could be the leader and the head coach and the starting quarterback and the offensive coordinator. I mean, there's so much that they're playing for and that they're out there trying to achieve in the next four weeks, starting, you know, obviously tonight with the, the Thursday night football action. It's 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 like they've got to win. And then a lot of people don't want them to win because they want to increase their draft stock. So it's 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 a fine line, man. It's almost like the Raiders are stuck in no man's land once again, and that's never a good place to be. How about yeah. for the Chargers, man? What's the storyline for them? 
Well, I mean, it, it's somewhat similar. I mean, obviously, I think, you know, we both know that the best thing for both of these teams is to lose out as far as getting the best potential draft capital that you're going to get. And and I think there is that contrast in the fact that Antonio Pierce is trying to to get that job. You know, he's trying yeah. he's trying to be the permanent head coach. On the other hand, for the Chargers, Brandon Staley's on the way out. I mean, he's going to finish out the season and then that's done. His shit, that ship has already sank. He is definitely going to get fired. And it might not just be him. It might be the general manager as well. They might do a full clean house type of situation there. But I think honestly for the Chargers, the, the biggest story is the Chargers now are going to be coming in with a backup quarterback. Justin Herbert is done for the year. He fractured uh, his index finger on his right throwing hand. Uh, and so he's done. He had surgery. He's going to be done for the year. So now it's Easton Stick, the backup quarterback who has not had played uh, pretty much at all his entire professional career other than preseason football. So what can Easton Stick do? What is this offense going to look right. like? How is Kellen Moore going to be able to construct this offense around Easton Stick and what he does well on a short week without the top wide receiver available Keenan Allen is out he is not going to be playing in this football game uh and I honestly I'm not super surprised Keenan's been doing everything he possibly could do to be able to play every week he's been dealing with a, a myriad of different injuries and you know he he wants to go out there and you know while games were still meaningful I can understand trying to you know deal with the injuries and, and go try to win some football games but now in a situation where you're pretty much eliminated. There's no reason to push it on a short week when, right. you know, that could lead to him missing the rest of the season. So it's what can Easton stick do? Are they going to try to develop some more running plays? Cause that's what he did very, very well at North Dakota state, um, kind of build that type uh, of plays into the offense. What is the offense going to look like? Are they going to be able to get anything going on the offensive side? I mean, they've been straight up abysmal offensively the last several games, it's been a struggle to score on any points, uh, you know, similar to the, you know, the game that you guys played, they scored one touchdown last week against the Broncos. Yeah. And so that's just unacceptable. So how are they going to be able to move the football without their quarterback and without their number one wide receiver? I think that's the biggest story. You know, that was the big question I had as well is, is because of the offense and the struggles that they've had. And look, they went and hired Kellen Moore. And I know Kellen Moore very well from his time there with the Cowboys as the OC. And I thought he was really going to open things up for Justin Herbert. Now, like you mentioned, Herbert's not playing the rest of the season. But why has the offense struggled, especially as of late with Kellen Moore as the OC there? Yeah, I think primarily it, it's about the lack of a running game. I mean, it's been something that's plagued them all year long. I mean, they've had a couple of, of good runs here and there but no semblance of of any consistency week to week. I mean, it's such a uh, it's a situation where you see so many one, two or zero or negative run right. runs and especially on early downs, first and second down, you 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 run it, you get a 2-yard run, you get a 1-yard run, you're sitting there at third and seven. It's really hard to play offense when you're in that situation. You're putting your quarterback behind the eight ball instead of being able to get a couple yards, get three or four yards, set yourself up in second and third and manageable, and be able to keep the chains moving, be able to sustain some offense. That has not been the case at all for the Chargers all season long. And it's been a collective a collection of different reasons why. Running backs not really, you know, choosing the right holes, offensive line not really opening up many holes, and those uh running backs not being able to create in those situations where they might not have anything in front of them. It's been uh, honestly all of those reasons and it's been what has made this offense very one dimensional. And as you know, if you're able to just 
cross off the running game and, and yeah. know that you're going to have to just play coverage and be able to pin your ears back and get after the quarterback. That's the other reason, because the Chargers have uh, dealt with a ton of pressure. Justin Herbert has been under fire all season long. That's why he has two broken fingers, one on each hand. Mm -hmm. So it, it's just been he's been running for his life. It doesn't look that way because of his ability to escape uh, pressure. And those don't always turn into sacks because of his elusiveness. But now it, the chickens have come home to roost. You don't have a quarterback in, anymore with your injuries. And that's due in large part to the lack of running game and the lack of the ability to protect your quarterback uh, to kind of flip that around on you. What do you think has been the issues for the Raiders offense? Why have they not been able to get things going? Brother, that's the $100 million question. <laughs> that is the $100 million question. I have been trying to ask that and answer that all season long. And look, Joshua Daniels was the head coach at first when the Raiders played the Chargers the first time. So, okay, you could put all the blame on him if you want. But, I mean, look, this offense still hasn't performed very well, even under Antonio Pierce. They've only gone over 20 points as an offense once this season. That's not going to cut it in the National Football League, right? I mean, no. like these, this, this is set up so the offenses thrive. And, you know, so they actually put up some good points. And the Raiders just haven't been able to do that. And they've got too much talent. You've got Devontae Adams. You've got Jacoby Myers. You've got Hunter Renfro. you got Josh Jacobs, who led the league in rushing a season ago, who's got more carries than anybody in the league and doesn't have more yards than anybody in the league, right? I mean, yeah. it's just like there's so much uh, disconnect when it comes to the offense. They had Jimmy G start. Uh, Aiden O'Connell got his first career start against the Chargers in week four. That didn't go very well. Everyone knows about that. Khalil Mack had a field day and kind of really yeah. started his whole season. Now he's leading the yeah, league in, in sacks. So, you know, it's just it's so bizarre to me why it's been a struggle, right? I mean, the offensive line is not as bad as what everyone thinks it is. They've actually done okay. It's not been great, but it's been okay. They they should be able to move the ball and score some points. But, I mean, man, just going back to the last time they were out, no points at all. They got to the red zone one time at home mm. off a of bye. I, what, yeah, what's going tough. on, right? I mean, like, I, I just don't get it. So Devontae Adams is frustrated as he should be. Josh Jacobs is frustrated as he should be. Other guys are out there trying to perform. Even got the rookie tight end, Michael Mayer, who did some really good things at Notre Dame. I was excited about the addition to him, and it just hasn't clicked for the offense at all. I just think that when it's all said and done, when this season's over, whenever that is, and, and I do believe it's going to be after 17 games, but, I mean, you know, mathematically, like the Chargers, the Raiders are still alive. But, you know, it would take, yeah, it would take a lot, as we all know, you know, realistically for either one of these teams to make the playoffs. But when it's all said and done and, you know, Mark Davis decides who's going to be his head coach and, you know, who's going to be the GM, I think it's got to be a really sharp offensive mind as the offensive coordinator at the very least, right? I mean, it's got to be someone who's creative, who's got a sharp, innovative offensive mind to be able to lead the charge because, man, there's way too many weapons on that offense to be able to perform the way they have and only go over point, over 20 points one time this season that really is unacceptable and that's the beginning of the end for the silver and black this year the defense great they've been carrying the load man they've been doing a hell of a job this year the offense not so much they haven't held up their end of the bargain so there's there's that when it comes to the Raiders offense well we're going to get into the biggest matchups in this football game and we are going to do that right after this after we tell you about better help and this crossover edition between the Chargers and the Raiders here on the Lockdown Podcast Network is being brought to you 
by BetterHelp. And whether or not your family gives you gifts during the holidays, comes over and sees you during the holidays or not, uh, the holidays could be a tough time, right? Sometimes it's your, you could be lonely. Sometimes you could be uh, indecisive in what you're going to do in your life, in your career. Maybe you've got something going on. Maybe you, you're thinking about your, your relationship life. Either way, something's weighing heavily on your mind and you really don't know what to do and you need someone to turn to. Sometimes therapy is the best way to go. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. As a matter of fact, you could treat yourself, right? You want to make sure that your, your mind is where it needs to be. Helping out with therapy will help treat yourself. If you ever thought about starting therapy or trying therapy, giving it a try, you should think about BetterHelp. It's entirely online, which is a beautiful thing about it. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do, fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll get matched up with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime. So if it's not working out for you with one, no worries. You can switch for no additional charge and again it'll help give you peace of mind uh again therapy is is something that uh each and every one of us should have an option and opportunity to do if we can uh if you'd like to check it out and think about giving therapy a try again better help would be the way to go uh check it out betterhelp.com while you're there use the promo code locked on it's all one way you'll get the word you'll get ten dollars ten percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash locked on you're going to get ten percent off your first month again betterhelp.com that's better h-e-l-p.com slash locked on back here on crossover thursday david drugmeyer locked on chargers your boy q locked on raiders and we got to get into the biggest matchups going into this football game and i think for me it always starts with max crosby (laughs) that animal is someone who uh has to always be accounted for you always have to know where he's at and you got to know if he's playing or not because this is a guy who has dealt with injuries pretty much all year but as q and i were talking before we started recording He's a madman and <laughs> he's a little bit sick, uh, but you, I think everybody who plays professional football has to be a, a little sick in the head from time to time, but it does appear that he is going to be playing on Thursday night. So that means a very important matchup for Max Crosby, who usually is lined up over the right tackle. And unfortunately for the chargers, that uh, is Trey Pipkins and Trey Pipkins after signing a, you know, three year extension in a, this pa- before the season started has had a very, very bad year. He's given up 45 pressures and nine sacks so far. And the last time these two teams played, well, guess what? Max Crosby wrecked the game like he always does. He made things very, very uncomfortable for Justin Herbert, and he got two sacks. And, uh, you know, those weren't really given up by Trey Pipkins per se, but that is the weaker of the two matchups when you look at both of these tackles. So Max Crosby going up against Trey Pipkins, a very scary sight and someone you always have to account for, Q. Yeah, Max Crosby is exactly what his name is, Mad Max, right? He says it all the time. He says, man, I'm I'm a maniac. I, I just I got to be out there on the field. Uh, I mean, the, the week before the bye, the Raiders played the Kansas City Chiefs, and he literally had bacteria in his knee. He didn't oh, practice goodness. at all. He did not participate at all, all week long. 69 guys had not participated all, pract- all week long, and they did not play. Uh, he was listed as doubtful on the injury report he played on Sunday and picked up a sack, as a matter of fact. I mean, the guy is just... Yeah, he's on a, a whole nother level. Uh, he played last week against the Vikings, picked up a couple sacks. I mean, he's on a mission. He's doing some really good things. Obviously, he's the best pass rusher the Raiders have had since Khalil Mack, who's now a Charger, doing some big things. But he's just he's just that guy. And so whatever and anytime he has an opportunity to be out there, he's going to be out there. Um, you know, talk to him in the locker room on Wednesday. And yeah, he's good to go. He said he feels great, which I know nobody at this year. Lies. Here, yeah, <laughs> nobody feels great. But for Mad Max Crosby, 
I mean, just breathing and being able to walk and run a little bit, that's great to him. So he's going to get out there. He's definitely going to be, you know, a matchup nightmare because that's who he is. And I'll say this, when it comes to complimenting Max Crosby, the Raiders went and drafted Tyree Wilson, uh, the number seven overall pick, to really be the Chandler Jones at some point anticipating having Chandler Jones. Well, obviously that didn't work out. They didn't have him all year long. Tyree Wilson came along really slowly. Last week against Minnesota, Tyree lined up inside more than he lined up outside, and it was very effective. Got a sack, got some pressures, and really helped out with Max Crosby. The Raiders came away with five sacks against the Minnesota Vikings. So watch for Tyree, number nine. I know it looks weird on the defensive lineman, but number nine is out there. He's a big old human. Uh, he's, He's out there, and if he lines up, in the interior of the defensive line. That is a big help for the Raiders and a big help for Mad Max Crosby. So everyone's going to focus on Max, as you should. Always know where 98's at. But Tyree is starting to help out a lot by being that interior presence. And you know how it is. If you can get some pressure up the gut, then all of a sudden it's a lot easier for the guys around the edge to get to the quarterback. Yeah, and I would expect, you know, with a a backup quarterback and Easton Stick being the guy that's leading the charge for the Chargers to, you know, you know, basically the rest of the season that they're going to try to manufacture some ways to get the ball out of his hands very very quickly because he does not want to deal with Max Crosby or Tyree Wilson for that matter. Uh he's going to want to try to establish a rhythm, get some easy quick throws, some wide receiver screens, some slants, get the ball out of his hands quickly. Some I think that's going to be a large part of the game plan. Like I said, some design runs I would not be surprised if that's more, uh, you know, implemented, more designed uh, for the quarterback, uh, which is, you know, something Justin Herbert was capable of doing. But you didn't really see a ton of that. Any kind of specific matchups that you're kind of looking forward to in this one or you think would be important in the outcome of this game? Yeah, there's no doubt, man. I mean, for the the Raiders, I'm looking at that offensive line. And I just remembering back, I'm still having flashbacks of that week four of, of the way the Chargers got to the quarterback and got Aiden O'Connell on the ground. Mac did it six times alone, right? And the Chargers went on to have seven sacks on the day. And uh, Aiden O'Connell looked like he was overwhelmed through an interception to end the game uh, right there in, uh, in north near the end zone. So, uh, yeah, I, I look at that offensive line. No Colton Miller, no Andre James. So the center is, well, the left guard, Dylan Parham, is now going to be the center. And then you look at uh, you look at uh, Jermaine Illuminor, who has played a lot of, uh, of of left tackle when Colton Miller is out is actually going to slide to the right tackle position. And Thayer Munford, who's played a lot of right tackle, is actually going to go to the left tackle position. I know it's a lot of moving parts, but that's what it's going to be for the offensive line going up against that charger defensive line that I'm sure is licking their chops thinking, okay, we remember this, this song and dance. Let's get after it again. I want to see how they can improve. Right. The first time that the Raiders played the Chargers, Josh McDaniels was the head coach. And he said after the game, they did everything they could to put uh, extra bodies on Khalil Mack so he didn't have his way with them. Didn't seem like it. (laughs) The film and it's like, no, actually, you really didn't do that. Right. So, yeah, you double team Tuli most of the game, which was crazy to me. Antonio Pierce said on Wednesday that I wasn't part of that game plan. So I'm going to be a part of this game plan. Obviously, he's the interim coach. So I want to see what it looks like, how it looks different. Right, because I I think it's the trenches, man. I mean, you said Max Crosby. I just think it's the trenches. And I haven't said the quarterback and the the Chargers defensive line because I feel like that there's a slight chance that maybe the quarterback is not the quarterback that we've been seeing. It might not be Aiden O'Connell. I want to say there's a slight chance it could be Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not not saying – don't quote me. Don't say that, you know, Q's breaking news or anything. But (laughs) there's a slight chance we asked uh, Coach – Pierce about that on Wednesday. If, uh, you know, if, if there was any going to be changed at the quarterback, he said, we're still evaluating it. We still have a few more hours. We're yeah, they didn't name a starter, Aiden. right? And they didn't name a starter. He said he didn't say Aiden's not the starter, but he didn't say he is the starter either. So 
Take that for what it's worth. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying there's a slight chance that there could be a move to Jimmy. I think on Sunday, they should have made us a move to Jimmy around the third quarter when they saw that nothing was going right and the defense was keeping him in the game. Just go ahead and see if you can get a little something, something out of him. They didn't make that decision. And I think they're going back and forth on, on what they want to do at this point. Like, I feel like they know who's going to start, but yeah. they don't need to tell us. And they're right. not going to tell the Chargers. Yeah, competitive advantage, fight. right? Yeah. Right, exactly. So uh, I'm just going to say that, that there's a slight chance that you might see number 10 under center instead of number four. And maybe even Aiden O'Connell starts the game, but he has a much shorter leash and Jimmy G comes in if things don't get off to a good start. So I think that's something to definitely pay attention to in this game. Primetime action Thursday night football. Well, I mean, Q, how 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 many times or how much can they afford to leave Jimmy G on the bench with all the money that they are paying him and that he is guaranteed over the next couple of years. I mean, I think, you know, at this point, you know, with both these teams, with the records where they are, I mean, you got to, I think it's time to figure out what you have. And if it's Jimmy G's going to be the guy or if he's not going to be the guy, I think you have to use these last couple of games in this season to figure that out. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be the guy next year. I honestly think that they're probably going to move on from him. But the one the one sticking point on this whole Jimmy G into the game type situation is similar to what Derek Carr was at the end of last year where he's got the, the injury clause in his contract where he's got a lot of money guaranteed if he gets injured. And, well, what do we know about Jimmy G? He gets he's injured, injured a lot. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's like $11.25 million is already owed to Jimmy G. He's going to get that for next year regardless. But another $11.25 million on top of that is guaranteed to him if he gets injured. So I think that they're, you know, weighing the good with the bad, you know, the risk and the reward. But at the same time, and this is kind of going back to what we said in the first segment about storylines, Antonio Pierce wants to win. Yeah. So if Jimmy G happens to give him the best chance to win, he's going to try to do that because he needs to win games to try to get that job and that's the that's kind of the part like man you want to see what Aiden O'Connell has you want the rookie to go ahead and feel free to go play and whatever happens happens but if he loses out yeah you ain't getting that job getting no job right so it's like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't so (laughs) yeah no doubt but (laughs) hey we are going to get into what each one of these teams need to do to win this football game tonight here on Thursday night football and We'll wrap things up with some score predictions, but we are going to get into all of that right after this. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Great promotions, no sweat bets, going to start betting all of the unders in the Chargers games. (laughs) The Chargers are currently three-point underdogs on Thursday night against the Raiders. Can the Chargers pull off the upset? On Thursday night, all FanDuel customers can get a 25% profit boost token to use on live wager placed on the Chargers Raiders game so you can maximize your winnings. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, we are back here on Crossover Thursday. David Drogamire locked on Chargers. And, of course, your boy Q locked on Raiders for this Crossover Thursday. And a special one because we're playing football tonight. We got this <laughs> Chargers and Raiders game. But let's ta- it's time to talk about what each one of these teams need to do in order to win this football game. And I think I am going to start this one off. For me, for the Chargers, it's 
getting Quentin Johnston the football. You got to get him the ball. He is the number one wide receiver going into this one with Joshua Palmer returning from injury. I think he's going to be on a little bit of a snap count. So I think right now, and we said it on our shows on Lockdown Chargers, it's all about trying to figure out what these young guys are capable of doing. What can the young players contribute? Are they going to be part of the future? Are they going to be the foundational building blocks for this Chargers offense defense going forward? The Chargers need to see what Quinton Johnston can do as that lead receiver. He's coming off of two of his best games, um, especially the last game where he had that 57-yard uh, reception, that 57-yard bomb from Easton Stick. Um, you know, he really set up the only Chargers touchdown drive of that game. So he's going to be the guy. He's going to get most of those open looks. And I think it's really important to see what he is capable of doing to see if he can get some confidence, if he can make some strong plays and most importantly, hold on to the football. The unfortunate part, or I, I guess if you would you know, put a title on what Quentin Johnston's season has been so far is he's dropped the ball in the key moments. And right. I think that's really important for him to catch the football and not drop it and finish out this season strong with confidence going into his sophomore season. Do you, uh, do you feel like it's a little bit in his head at this point? He's thinking about it too much. I definitely think that's a, a part of it, especially when, you know, you're in those big moments. Like for example, right. in, in green Bay, when the chargers had an opportunity to come back and win that football game, Justin Herbert kind of rolls out, buys a little bit of time and throws an absolute dime down the football field to, to Quinton Johnston, where he catches that football. He's pretty much walking untouched into the end zone. And that's a different, you know, end to that football game because right. of it. Unfortunately, Q bobbles that ball and it falls out of his hands and he's not able to secure it. And obviously, you know, whenever that happens to anybody, whenever you fail in, in your profession or whatever you're doing, that's not a good feeling. And, you know, it, it was very, you know, he was visibly upset. And, you know, as, as a rookie, all you want to do is go out there and make plays. You, you just right. want to put your name out there. You know, you're 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 coming into the league. You want to establish yourself and nobody wants, you know, especially a receiver. You don't want the story of your season being I dropped the ball in the biggest moments. So for Q, it's all about you know restoring that confidence and being able to go into next season feeling good about himself. Yeah, that's the guy I root for, man. I really do. I'm big fan of uh, Quentin's, uh, you know, obviously covered him a lot while I was in Texas and uh, he went to Temple High and I was right yep. there on the sidelines. So have a really good relationship with him. I'm so excited about uh, him going and living out his dream. And I think that he's in a really good spot with the Chargers and him and Justin Herbert could develop some kind of relationship. But again, man, he's got to be able to, like you said, secure the ball and hold on to the rock and uh, I know he's got a pretty good relationship with Easton Stick, so that ought to be interesting to see if, you know, that can help, you know, develop and bring him along as well. He's a rookie, but I think the Chargers have a really good one. I think uh, everybody, a fan of the Chargers, is going to be a big fan of his sooner rather than later. He'll start to come around. He's a big play waiting to happen. He's just got to go ahead and get that confidence. So that's definitely something to pay attention to. And so that, you know, looking at that matchup of the Raiders secondary, you know, the guys, the corners, you know, is that going to be Jack Jones? Is that going to be a Meek Robertson? Obviously, Quentin Johnson has a size over Meek Robertson. He's uh, much smaller, but he plays big, right? And so yeah, there's that. Sure does. Uh, rookie Jacorian Bennett is out there available. Nate Hobbs, uh, you know, so the secondary has been playing really well. The Raiders defense in general, man, has been playing really good. So that's a good matchup to see if they can eliminate the big play. They haven't given up too many big plays so far this year. So if they could do that, uh, that, that should be a nice little chess match. As far as, you know, the Raiders and what they need to do to have an opportunity to try to win, it always starts and ends with the run game. It really does. They've got to get the run game going. I know Antonio Pierce wants to run Josh Jacobs, run Josh Jacobs, run Josh Jacobs. Now, there's a slight chance that he doesn't play. 
He's dealing with the quad injury, so there's that. Um, and if not him, then it's going to be Amir, uh, not, yeah, Amir Abdullah and Zamir White. Uh, Zamir White came from Georgia. He's a fourth-round pick a couple seasons ago, and Amir Abdullah is really more of a third-down back. So that's a big monkey wrench into the, the game plan of the Raiders if Josh Jacobs can't go. But if he can, the Raiders will give him the ball early and often. I mean, that's the thing. He hasn't had the season that he did a year ago, but you know, Antonio Pierce has said that the offense goes through JJ. You know, if, yeah. if we're going to be successful, he's going to be successful. So uh, if the Chargers could slow down the run, uh, they'll have some good success. And, and a lot of people have been able to slow down the run when it comes to the Raiders this year. Uh, but if, if the Raiders can find a way to get the run game open, it just seems to are going. It seems to open up everything else for the wide receivers, for the tight ends. Just it makes uh, Aiden O'Connell uh, more comfortable. If Jimmy's a quarterback, it'll make him more comfortable. It just it starts and ends with the run game. So they've got to be able to find a way to establish that. And if they can, then they'll give themselves a chance. But it, it, like I said, it starts right there in the backfield and up front with the offensive line. Man, I've been trying to get the Chargers to get a freaking running game all year. You know how frustrating <laughs> it has been to watch this team not be able to run the ball with any yeah. kind of consistency. It sucks. It's hard to watch. I mean, it is. It's straight up hard to watch. I and you. I don't know if it's going to get any better in this one. I just, I don't have a lot of faith. But what I do want to see when they do run the ball is more Isaiah Spiller. I okay. want to see more Isaiah Spiller. He's been made inactive way too often. And the fact of the matter is Austin Eckler, not, he's, a, he's gone after the year. Joshua Kelly, not under contract after this season. The only running back on this roster that is, is Isaiah Spiller. So it's time to give him the lion's share of the carries, I think. Let him get you know into a rhythm, be able to yeah. see if he's the guy that can be the future at the running back position for the Chargers. Now, will they do that? I don't know. I, I, I sincerely doubt it just, right. you know, cause Austin Eckler's the guy he's making the big money. They still believe in him. Um, but I, that's personally what I want to see, but I think it's time to put our money where our mouths are and try to predict this very potentially ugly Thursday night football game. So Q, I will toss this one over to you. Give me a score prediction. Who wins? Man, that's a great question. It really is, man. I'm talking about a team that didn't score a point last week. Right? <laughs> well, we scored seven, I mean, and that was it. So I mean, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, neither one of these teams are just uh, visiting the end zone very often, right? So, man, uh, I, I want to say that the Raiders are going to get around 17 points because that's what they usually get. But then again, they're coming off a game where they didn't score anything. So it's it it makes me feel like I'm really going out on a limb if I say 17. But I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little freaky, man. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna get crazy. I'll say because I feel like the Raiders and Chargers always split, and the Chargers won already. So I'm just gonna yeah. say that the Raiders are gonna win, but it's gonna be like 17-14 or 17-16. Like it's gonna be a very low scoring game. It might even be 14-10, right? I mean, it just or or 10-7 or whatever the. <laughs> It's not going to be something that's going to be pleasing to the eyes. It's going to be one of those Thursday night games where you're like, damn, I did just watch that. Well, it was football, so I watched it, right? So I just I don't think it's going to be the most entertaining game. I think the defenses will both have their ways with the offenses. I really do. The Raiders defense has been playing well, and I know that the Chargers, they've got dudes, and they got that guy named Khalil Mack that's right there knocking on the doorstep of 100 sacks in his career, and I'm sure he would love nothing more than get it against his team that drafted him. Uh, in the Raiders. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be a storyline to pay attention to as well. But I'm just going to go out on the limb and say 17-14, the Raiders find a way to get the victory just because, well, they always split with the Chargers anyway. So that would be a split on the season. So that's that's my best guess. But believe me, that is a guess, ladies and gentlemen. That is based off no facts except for that they split more times than not. That's where I'm coming from with that one. What about you? 
I mean, I, I can't get too much far away from that. I mean, this one's going to be a crazy game. I think I'm going to say it's going to be like a 15 to 9 game. Okay. I honestly I like have it. no idea who's going to win. Uh, I'm right. going to say the, the, the Raiders are going to win this one just because I don't know how they're going to be able to put up some offense with Easton Stick when they really didn't have any <laughs> any offense with Justin Herbert the last few games either. So right. it's, it's just it's going to be an ugly football game. We'll see what happens. Uh, it, it's going to be close because that's all these two teams play are right. close games traditionally. Uh, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. We're going to see what happens here on Thursday Night Football. But for more on this game, please check out the Locked On Chargers podcast and the Locked On Raiders podcast. And I'm sure we will be covering this football game, fo- covering the fallout. Somebody's got to win. We'll see who it's going to be. But that is going to wrap things up for this crossover Thursday episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next time.